Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the spymaster director of our mystery shopping report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Well, your auto uh, how not to get ripped off by a car dealer team is right back in the studio here in North Palm Beach, Florida. And we're live. I, you know, I feel like I've been gone for a long time, but Nancy and I just took a little uh, five-day vacation down to uh, Key West and uh, really had a nice time. It's good to get away every now and then, but we're, we don't miss a radio show unless we absolutely have to, like uh, with COVID. Uh, we did miss a, a couple that way, but we're back. We're healthy. The whole crew here in the studio is healthy, and uh, we're here to help you navigate that uh, minefield out there, which is buying or leasing or maintaining, repairing your car. Uh, we have uh, Rick Kearney is still with us here. In the, he was out a little bit for COVID. We're all, we've all been uh, down for COVID except for Stu, knock on wood. Uh, he's remained healthy the whole time. But Rick is back, and if you're new to the show, Rick Kearney is a certified diagnostic master technician. I mean, this guy knows about everything there is to know about repairing cars, maintaining cars. Got a lot of good advice for you. Um, he can diagnose problems, uh, I say, over the phone. Well, uh, if you have an audio clip or a video clip, you can send it to our uh, YouTube. He's a monitors our YouTube channel, and that's just uh, youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. So if you've got a problem and you're scared to death to take it into the dealer or to the independent me- a mechanic that you use because it's going to cost you an arm and a leg, uh, just go to uh, youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars and ask Rick the question. You can post a audio clip or video clip, and uh, if you want to, you don't have to, just describe the problem, then call the show. And uh, I always say every morning during my live introduction, this is what makes our show the show it is, you. But you have to call or text we have some other vehicles, as I said, YouTube and Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Our regular old-fashioned telephone number is simply 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. Call us. Nancy Stewart sitting to my left here in the studio. She's got a laptop and as soon as you call, she sees it on the screen, and we prioritize our phone calls. Why? Because we don't want to keep you holding for a long time. Uh, also, because uh, we've only got five lines, I think, coming into the studio, uh, and uh, you might get a busy signal. I hate it when that happens. So if we're doing, if I'm yakking or Rick's yakking, we're going to stop, go to the telephone, and we're going to take your call. 877-960-9960. And for those of you who are a little shy about live radio, I used to be, but doesn't bother me anymore. It's something like kind of riding a horse. You get used to it, then it's easy every week. So, uh, But if you're a little bit timid about live radio, you don't want to call the telephone, text us at 
772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. And we will archive those. Stu Stewart, sitting right across from me, uh, he keeps a list of all the texts. And we might not get to it immediately. We might be doing a, a phone call or something else. But during the show, we're on for two hours, remember. This is from 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to 10 a.m. Um, and we will usually get to all our texts. There's also a really cool uh, venue for getting uh, heard on our show, an anonymous way to say anything you want or just privacy protected. I mean, uh, people are becoming more and more concerned about their privacy. I mean, this world we're living in today, there's very little privacy out there. So we provide you with a privacy way to talk to us. And we don't know who you are, where you are. Uh, you can say anything you like. And that link, that web link is youranonymousfeedback.com. Y-O-U-R-A-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S. That's anonymous. You're anonymous. Feedback.com. And uh, we'll get to those, too. And uh, it's a very popular way. We get a lot of those. And we'd love to have you use that. And, you know, you can use it anyway and tell us who you are. A lot of people do that. They use youranonymousfeedback.com, but then they tell us who they are. But we don't care. I mean, however you want to do it. So here we are. Lots of ways to talk to us. And uh, we're going to uh, uh, cover some uh, items that we think are important. But remember... It isn't what we think are important. It's so much what you think is important. So 877-960-9960. If you can call us at that number, uh, we will answer the phone immediately. I'm going to turn the mic over to Nancy Stewart, uh, my co-host. She was a co-founder of the show about, about 20 years ago. And uh, we started out in a little half-an-hour show, and now it's developed into a full two hours. And uh, we hardly have enough time in two hours. I don't know if I have the stamina to go more than two hours, but maybe one day we will. But um, that's a lot of time. And uh, with a lot of calls and a lot of texts and a lot of anonymous feedbacks, it goes by in like five minutes. So hang on to your hats. Here we go. Here's Nancy Stewart. I'm going to turn the mic over to her. Good morning, everyone. We're glad to be back, as Earl said. Uh, this morning, we really want to motivate, and uh, we we want to give the ladies an incentive. Uh, well, I should say motivate, inspire, and educate. And uh, you, the audience that's important to us, you're a very important part of the show. Uh, you help us along the way in these two hours. Uh, but, uh, ladies, uh, just a little inspiration. I offer $50 for the first two new lady callers. The first two new lady callers. Give me a call. Uh, give us a call. Say hello. Ask questions. Give us some advice. 877-960-9960. Uh, for everyone else, you can text us at 772-497-6530. We have a great show ahead. Uh, don't go away. Stay with us. As always, we have a great mystery shopping report from Al Hendrickson Toyota. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Yeah, for those of you, uh, and we, we're worldwide, I, I think. We have uh, uh, some calls from out of the country. But uh, we're in South Florida, and South Florida is uh, very interesting 
and that it is a, I call it the Sodom and Gomorrah of car dealers. You know, car dealers, uh, if you're new to the show, um, are probably the most difficult group of retailers to deal with that uh, you've ever seen. And uh, they have a reputation of uh, being so with the Gallup poll. Uh, since 1977, they've been at the bottom of the Gallup poll on honesty and ethics and profession. Sometimes they're next to last, but uh, the average buyer, certainly in the United States, uh, is afraid. And, 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 uh, and sometimes afraid isn't the word. It's just a distasteful thing to have to go in and buy a used car, a new car, or even get your car repaired. So. Of all the places in the United States, South Florida's worst. Our mystery shopping report, which uh, I'll let my son Stu Stewart tell you more about in just a second, uh, we shop uh, a, lot of, a lot of dealerships in South Florida, but we also shop dealerships out of state. And we see a contrast. We've, we've had some excellent shopping reports in Tennessee and Pennsylvania compared to what we see in South Florida. But for some reason, South Florida is just the... It's just a very, very unpleasant place for anybody to buy a new or used car. Uh, but it has some of the largest dealers, and that's where I got off on this tangent. We shopped Al Hendrickson Toyota, who is the second largest this year in terms of their sales rate, the second largest volume Toyota dealership in the world. I mean, they sell about a thousand cars a month. Is that right, Stu? But, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, in, in these days, it's come down to probably closer to like 700. Yeah, or, seven, yeah. yeah. But they're a huge dealer, and they're second only to a uh, dealership in uh, Los Angeles area called Longo Toyota. So, uh, the, and, and then the third or fourth largest dealers are in South Florida for Toyota. And the same thing is true for Honda, Ford, uh, General Motors, so on and so forth. So uh, I don't want to harp on Toyota. I, in full disclosure, uh, we are a Toyota dealership. We have a Toyota dealership in North Palm Beach. And I say that in full transparency because, hey, maybe I'm just trying to con you into buying Toyotas from me. I want you to be sure this is not the case. If you listen to the show, you know it's not the case. Uh, this is not an infomercial. But it is a good thing that, that we have that car dealership experience. I mean, Rick Kearney has worked for me for 25-plus years, and so uh, that's one of the reasons he really knows how to repair cars. Uh, he also sees some of the devious tactics that other car dealers use. And so and the same thing with Stu as general manager of our dealership. Uh, Nancy and I were all in the business, and so insiders can recognize deception more so than outsiders. You, know, you read all the headlines about the Federal Trade Commission, and there's always lawsuits against car dealers. But you know who really knows how bad you're being taken advantage of? It's the car dealers, and we are a car dealer. So we know what's going on, and the other car dealers know that we know that's going on. So, so we have a lot of fun. And the Mystery Shopping Report, which Stu is going to talk about a little bit now, is one of the reasons why we're infamous among car dealers. They know what we're doing with the Mystery Shopping Report. Stu? Uh, well, I, in the report, I alluded to our, our, the conversation, how we, how we settled on Al Hendricks and Toyota. So um, we, we were having a, a little conversation. I think we might have a call. Is yes, there, we do. We do? Okay. Well, I'm going to, I will, I will see, I will cede my time to uh, to Miss Nancy. Thank you, Stu. Uh, <clears throat> I want to say that uh, the cardinal rule here for anyone who wants to walk into a dealership, do your homework. It is definitely, well, uh, I, I don't even think land mines 
uh, even define the atmosphere that you will find yourself in. So please do your homework. Uh, I'm going to take the first call this morning, and that's a young lady by the name of Kathy from St. John's, Florida. Welcome, Kathy. Hi, Nancy. No, nice to talk to you. Um, my question today is, what do you think of third-party car brokers uh, like Give Me the VIN or Car Bar USA when you have an extra car to sell? Okay. I'm, a, I'm, go ahead. a car for sale at what? Could you repeat re that, repeat please, the Kathy? question? Could you repeat sure, the question? Sure, I'm sorry. I said, what do you think of the third-party car, third car brokers like give me the VIN or car buyer USA when you have an extra car to sell. Oh, uh, brokers. Okay, if the question is about brokers in general, uh, car brokers, for those that haven't dealt with one, just like any broker, they operate as a middleman between the buyer and the seller. And of course, when you have a middleman, you have a markup that you don't have if you deal direct. But you also have, theoretically and hopefully, um, the, the broker has the experience and the ability to guide you to save you more than what the broker fee is. So and when dealing with any broker, you just have to weigh the, the, the pros and the cons. The, the con is the fact that there's an extra fee which he charges you. So number one, you need to know exactly what the broker fee is, and you should also know okay. what the exact selling price of the car is out the door. Uh, if he's going to be right. the broker, then he should no negotiate a price low enough to pay his fee and still save you money. Oh, sure. Absolutely. I, I was thinking about going that route, but I'd rather do my homework, as Nancy always says, yeah. and then go in and figure out what I'd like to buy and make my comparison. Yeah, that, Here's where being a car dealer gives us a lot of insight, because we deal through brokers also. And uh, we know that some brokers out there charge outlandish fees. Uh, uh, we, we can think of dealers that Over are... $1,000. Thousands of dollars, yeah. yeah. And so uh, a fair fee, I would say, would be around $500. And uh, a broker has... Uh, relationships set up with certain dealers and different makes of cars that he has an understanding that they will treat him fairly, he will treat them fairly, and they will, he will bring uh, them customers. So, uh, in, when in, in normal times, the, uh, the, the, the dealer eats really feels the brunt of the broker fee, and these days the customer mm -hmm. is feeling it because the, the dealer, will even with the broker, is still going to demand a, a much higher price. Today, today, Kathy, about the best you could find, if a broker could find you a car at MSRP, uh, that would be a, right. a feat, and if you had to pay an extra five hundred dollars for that, it might be worth it. So, something you you might want to consider uh, if you would feel comfortable with a, and trust the person you're dealing with. And uh, Kathy, uh, right. from your uh, response, uh, I've been listening to you. It sounds like you've been listening to the show, and uh, you're an educated consumer. I do have to add that uh, you know sometimes we look at brokers, and uh, as as maybe. Well, uh, for lack of another word, an easier uh, way to purchase a vehicle, uh, but often right. enough, um, uh, they 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 uh, well, things are lost in translation. Let's put it that way. So you really have to uh, be aware, and I'm sure that you can do that uh, very well, uh, because the bottom line here is saving you money, and uh, mm -hmm. you just have mm -hmm. to keep an eye on all that. I hope we answered your question. No, that was wonderful. Yeah, I watch it every Saturday. My husband, he's got the full knowledge of 
of cars. He was kind of educating me. <laughs> oh, very good. Kathy, uh, have I spoken to you before? I don't think so, no. This very is good. my first time calling. Uh, Kathy, um, if you'll stay on the line and you'll talk to Jeremy, who is in our control studio, um, he can get sure. your information and uh, that your contact information, and I can get that $50 that you just won out to you. Thank you so much, Nancy. That's wonderful news. Oh, That's thank you. That's a great you. birthday present for myself. Yeah. And uh, uh, Jeremy would be glad to take care of you. And uh, I'm going to mention before I forget, happy birthday, Jeremy. Today's Jeremy's birthday. Happy he birthday. Is, uh, oh, it was my birthday yesterday. Oh, uh, really? Birthday. Happy birthday, Kathy. Uh, $50 you, can help you out a bit. So um, sure. talk to Jeremy and you'll get that 50 Okay, thank you so much, Nancy. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy. Spread the word. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget, youranonymousfeedback.com. Back to Stu. Yeah, so when the wheels were spinning on the uh, for the mystery shop, we were thinking about Costco because we did the uh, Schumacher um, Volkswagen last week with Costco. <clears throat> so I, usually we like to do these in, in kind of like in phases or themes, so we're, I wanted to stick with Costco. <clears throat> so Agent Lightning and, and Earl and I were, were, were just kicking it around, and I, I, I was suggesting something pretty innocuous because I don't have that adventurous soul that, that my father has, and he comes back with Al Hendrickson. <laughs> I go... Oh God, because it's the Toyota dealership uh, phenomena. The fact that we, you know, we don't. It's it's a uh, it's 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 a little bit risky or dangerous to kind of do that. We don't want to be, you know, like Earl said, uh, assumed to be knocking our our you know our most immediate competition, our same brand comp- competitors, and also Toyota didn't like it. So we got to just make sure anything that that we say is 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 straight up, and that's what we always do anyway. So that's why we're you know not really that worried, but it's still it's it's a little bit more exciting to do Al Hendrickson. Uh, than it is to do uh, the guy down the street. <laughs> and also, to be honest with you, part of the fact that uh, Al Hendrickson and I go way back, yeah. uh, Al Hendrickson uh, worked for General Motors at one time, and he actually signed me as a as a, a car dealer yeah, uh, with Pontiac uh, a thousand years ago, and now his son is running the dealership. So it's a little bit of that. Uh, Al yeah. and I haven't spoken in a while, but we... Uh, and, and, and Al and Al's son, Al Jr. and I, we go way back too. Yeah, yeah, since yeah. About sixteen years old. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh uh, yeah, there is there's a connection there. And, and by the way, both of them are, are really lovely people and uh, just really kind, cool people. But um, it's the it's the dealership that that we're we're looking at, not those guys. <laughs> so uh, anyway, Agent Lightning is a pro. She she, uh, she she goes down there. She knows the Costco program. And I had a really good time writing this one up. So uh, it's, it's it should be it should be a good one. Did you guys read it? Sounds like oh, a, yeah. Yeah, okay. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. what was it, uh, 1140 you sent that to me? Oh, come on. It wasn't that late. <laughs> it varies. Last week it was, uh, I was, I was 931. I was, oh, that was last week. Last yeah. week. Yeah. I was reading it at midnight. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. To compliment you, it was a great mystery shopping oh, report. No. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't want to miss this one. As always, a fantastic mystery shopping report. We are going to go to back to the phones and talk to Marty. West Palm Beach, regular caller. Good morning, Marty. Good morning. I got a question for Rick. Uh, I have a 2020 Camry, and this past couple weeks when I was parked with the two right uh, wheels were in the gutter, trough, whatever you want to call it, and I went to pull out, and the emergency brake went on. Hmm. 
and I didn't pull the lever to put put it on, and I've never used the emergency brake since I've owned the car for two and a half years. So I wonder if Rick can tell me uh, if there's a problem. Did you maybe have your door open a little bit? Not that I can recall, <clears throat> but it's, it's always possible. That'd be the my first thought, because uh, starting in 2020 with a lot of our cars that have switched over to the electric parking brake, um, right. they've tied it in now to the door switch to where if your door is open it automatic and you're in gear, it automatically engages that parking brake. I'll be darned. <laughs> I learned right, something well, new. <laughs> you, you've, seen, you've seen videos of people, they, they get frustrated, something happens, they, they jump out of the car and the car is still in gear and the car just starts rolling down the road because it's still in drive. And so now the cars are set up. They automatically activate the parking brake. I would, I would check to see, you know, was there a possibility that your door might have been not closed quite all the way, just half closed? Would that just be the passenger? Would that, that just be the driver door or any door? It's the driver's door. Just the driver's door. Yes. All right. I'll, I'll check this the next time if it happens. This time I've been looking to see once I put it in drive to see if the light you know, goes off where it says park. But uh, this only happened, I'd say, in the last two or three weeks. Mm. So yeah, check to make sure I'll that your driver's door is securely closed, and then when you put it into drive, that parking brake should automatically disengage. Okay, yeah, it's, it, you know, like I say, it's, this has only happened in the last couple of weeks. I've had the car for two and a half years. It hasn't happened. Mm -hmm. So... And I haven't fallen out of the car. So <laughs> That's a good thing. I, I, <clears throat> hope, uh, I just wondered if there was something wrong with uh, the brake itself. But, okay, I'll, I'll make sure I check that. Yeah, it's, it's actually kind of annoying for technicians because when I'm going to drive the car onto my lift, I open the door so I can lean out and watch the tires because I don't want to hit the lift with the tire. And when I open the door... The parking brake goes on, and all of a sudden, I'm slamming into the steering wheel. When it first happened to you, did you know what happened? It took no. me a second to realize what happened so for, both for of me. You. Yep. So, Marty and you both answered. So, you know, this is a, well, my, one of my little pet peeves because I got to put my consumer hat on. Uh, besides being a, a, a car dealer, you know, when when manufacturers do something like that, they should thoroughly educate their dealers, the people that are delivering the cars, and it should be required to tell. Here's a here's a technician, a Toyota technician, that was never appraised of the fact that they had made this change no. in the model. And then we have a customer, Marty, uh, who, you were never apprised of the change. So when when you do things like this, you engineers and, and people that are designing these cars, uh, tell the people that are in the trenches what's going on so the people that sell the car can tell the customer, and certainly so our own technicians don't, you know, f you know fall out of the car. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you just... I, you know, I, it first came out on the uh, display, in the, you know, where the speedometer is and everything, yeah. mm -hmm. and I, I, I was trying to read it, read it fast and also figure out what happened. And then I just went and I, uh, I looked, and I said, it must be the emergency brake. And, and I started driving, and, it, of course, the car wouldn't go. Yep. You know, it was, like, uh, jammed up. Yeah. So I said, oh, my God, what happened? And uh, I just didn't want to ruin the whole uh, brake system. Yeah. I didn't go too far, I can tell you that. No, no, because uh, when it goes on, it stops those wheels, and it yeah, will stop yeah. that car. 
and you have to reach down and manually switch it off. Well, thanks yeah. for the call, Marty. Rick, you're a genius. I really appreciate you being uh, so just sharp experience. on the All right, thanks. I'll make sure I shut the door. <laughs> Key word, experience. All right. You know, communication okay. is a great thing, isn't it? Thank you, Marty. It's nice hearing from you, Marty. Marty's a regular. He gives us a call every week. You know, just a little editorial comment for everyone listening here, whether you're buying uh, a Honda or any car, used, new, whatever. One of the most important things you can do is to have someone that knows show you the bells and whistles and the, and the, and the buttons and the, and the bows and everything about the car because they are complicated today. And there are things that are so complicated, you just, if you were just listening, even our technicians don't know. So that's not going to do you any good when it's one of those issues. But uh, if, you don't, if you come in and buy a newer used car and they hand you the keys and you hand them the check and you go home, you're in for a lot of surprises and disappointments and aggravation. You're buying a complicated piece of machinery, computerized, high-tech, and you will be very frustrated. Part of the condition of buying that car, you should be sure that the salesperson or uh, training manager or whatever they call the person who is responsible for educating you on all the intricacies of that vehicle spends at least 45 minutes to an hour and they should drive the car with you and you should ask every question there are no stupid questions ask every question and when you're all through say did i forget to ask anything and then you won't remember a few years ago if you said does this car have a spare tire that would be a stupid question yeah now (laughs) one out of every three cars sold does not have a spare tire so it's a great question yeah yep so Things I'm serious. Are uh, as, again, as spirit, we're, we're car dealers. We know what goes on. One of the most common complaints that I get uh, from my customers is I, they, my car wasn't explained to me properly. I, I didn't. Now maybe it was, and they forgot, or maybe we didn't do it. But I'm telling you, uh, if you haven't bought a new car in a while or a, a current model car in a while. Uh, you are in for both a surprise and a disappointment. Surprise at how many features and th- that it has on there that you never imagined could be on a car, and the disappointment is no one told you about them. I've, I've actually, myself, as an owner of a dealership, driven a car for a, a year, and then when I turned the car in to get another car, found out about a bunch of things on the car I didn't know were there that I could have used. I mean, right, that you had on, this is new. Like, oh, no, no, it's years. been there for five years. Right, right. I, yeah. Okay. okay, guys. Um, great conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, give us a call at 877-960-9960. And you can text us at 772-497-6530. Hey, anyone out there, has anyone noticed how the prices are coming down for electric vehicles? Um, I have a list that I can read to you later on in the show. Uh, if you're interested, electric vehicles, that's what it's all about. It's here, whether we I, like it or not. I think I saw one for like $30,000. Hard to believe. Yes, it is. Uh, the list is hard to believe. Uh, we are going back to the phones, and we're going to talk to Petra from Palm Bay. Good morning. Hello? Hello. Good morning, and welcome to the show. Hello? Hi. Hi. Hello? Can you hear me? I yep. can Hi. hear you. Did I pronounce your name correctly? It's Petra. Oh, Petra? Okay. Have I spoken to you before? No. Oh, welcome. You just won yourself $50 this morning for being the second lady caller. 
$50. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, when we're finished with our conversation, stay on the line and talk to Jeremy. He'll take your contact okay. information, and I'll send you out a check. What can we do for Great. you this morning? I have a question about fuel. Okay. Since when I go to the gas station, there's always so many different um, fuel fuel oh, choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and octane, I guess it's called. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, like, what is the best one to run in my car, or what's, like, the major difference? Have you checked your owner's manual? Simplest answer, Petra. It, when you open the, the little flap door for your gas cap, right on your gas yeah. cap, it will say what recommended fuel you should be using. If it says uh, use... Most of them now, you're not too worried about the octane level. If it says use premium fuel, there will be a sticker on that fuel door that says use premium only. That's on certain cars like Lexus, a lot of the higher-end cars. Otherwise, stick with the 87 octane. It's going to run just fine on it. The computer will adjust the car to make it run perfectly on it. But the thing you need to be careful of is the ethanol content. Most cars now can run up to 15% ethanol, and it will say this right on your gas cap. If it says up to 10% only, make sure that you get the pump handle that says 10% ethanol only. And if if you see something that says E85 and your car is not rated for E85 fuel, be very sure do not put that in your car. And also watch careful to make sure because a lot of them now they've got three and four different pump handles. So you'll have one for the E10 to E15 fuel, which that's safe in just about every car right now. They'll have the E85 and then they'll also have diesel. And the diesel nozzles used to be much larger and wouldn't fit. Now they're small and they will fit right into the normal gas can, normal gas tanks. So you got to be careful which one you look for. Look for... 87 octane and the E10 or E15 and that's all you need to worry about okay so it um, I shouldn't waste money like doing the 89 octane no it's re- that really it, it was a, it was a nice little scam when it came out but it, it's gotten old there's, there's no reason to run that fuel in your car it's really not going to make any difference and if you stick with a, a good name brand gas station uh, Shell, Chevron, Mobile, most of the stations, even Rocket and 7-Eleven, they're getting high-quality fuel. They're all buying it from the same refineries. The fuel is the same coming to all of them, and you're going to have no worries with it. And Patrick, I you, appreciate that information. Are, also, uh, this is Nancy. Um, I just want to uh, give you a little tip. I stick with the ga- same gas station. Um, you know, I, I choose that gas station, and that's where I go. And uh, like Rick said, you know, check that gas nozzle. Don't be taken advantage of. What are you driving? Well, correct. Um, I drive a Honda Odyssey. Uh-huh. Very good car. Oh, uh, yep. Great car. Yeah, Honda. I love it. <laughs> okay, well, uh, you sound like an educated consumer. I thank you for the <clears throat> phone call. Spread the word to your lady friends and tell them $50 for the first two new lady callers. 
Have a great weekend. You too. Thank you. You're welcome. 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And, uh, you know, I I think that uh, we ought to give a shout out to uh, Earl's Vigilantes. Um, You can uh, go to uh, Earl on Cars. He's going to pop his hat on. And uh, it's a great looking hat that uh, Stu is responsible for. I'll just hold it close so you can see the... Yeah, so uh, go to Earl on Cars where you'll find Earl's Vigilantes and you can volunteer uh, to uh, help uh, maybe somebody in your neighborhood. Uh, It's really a win-win situation and all the information is right there. Uh, You can also... uh, you can also talk to, isn't there, is that list available yet of the volunteers uh, like Marty and so many of the other Yeah, I saw guys? Them, it's on Earl on Cars. Yeah. Anyway, and it's all there on Earl on Cars. Uh, Rick, you had something? Got a couple of YouTube questions. Oh, great. Uh, first one here is from Charles Reeves. He says, good morning, all. Please give us the skinny. Would it be advantageous of me to look into a dealer loaner car which will have between seven to 9,000 miles on it, and the dealer would then sell it as a certified pre-owned vehicle versus a new car. Sure. Well, is, I, we always recommend a, a used car over a new car. Uh, it's a better value as long as you get the right used car. A dealer loaner car is uh, just like any other used car. Uh, it's uh, uh, oftentimes uh, they try to, you know, uh, uh, sell demonstrators, dealer loaners at higher prices, right. but uh, they're driven just like anything else. Some mileage on the car, probably they're low enough mileage where uh, it's going to be certifiable when you buy it. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's uh, today everything's in short supply. Don't don't uh, be lulled into the fact that new used car prices have come way down. They really haven't come way down. They've come down a little bit. Uh, today, Today's cars are still selling, used cars are still selling cons- uh, very high compared to where they were a year ago. So in comparison to a year ago, used car prices are still sky high. Compared to last month, they've come down and maybe the month before, but there's no huge plunge in used car prices. Right. The other thing to watch out for is um, if they're selling it, it's a, it's a demo. Make sure that it's actually being sold at as a, an official demo, it's checked on the buyer's order because that protects you on your warranty. And if it's not, make sure you're buying it as a used car. Uh, it's it's titled, resold. You know, a dealership can buy a car from themselves, title it, and then it's an official used car. And then that way you, you don't have to worry about losing out on a new car warranty. Exactly. Um, yeah. Well, you still lose out on the newer car warranty, but you have a used car. <laughs> okay. We have a text from Anne Marie. Oh. We got time for that. Oh, welcome, Anne-Marie. All right. Anne-Marie says, good morning. It seems that more and more vehicles, other than basic models, now have sun slash moon roofs, uh, whether the prospective buyer wants one or not. I have a few questions. Um, one, what is the difference between a sunroof and a moonroof? Moonroof you can see through. Uh, number two, does a sunroof affect the structural integrity of the roof in the event of a rollover accident? I, I do want to talk about that. Um, yeah, I mean, when you have less metal and you know less cage around you that's you know obviously air or glass doesn't protect you as well uh the 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 uh, moon roofs that are 
built with the cars at the factory they're designed that way um, so that's something I feel completely comfortable aftermarket room, room, moon roofs where you just take any old car and a company cuts out a square in it and puts an apparatus so it closes and opens um, I don't trust those I think if you were in a rollover accident I, without a doubt I think that your your the structural integrity has been yeah. compromised and I would I would add this uh, I think uh, moon roofs and sun roofs are a profit-making uh, thing for the manufacturers uh, to me, the cost of a moonroof or sunroof, or we, you know, the suggested retail, uh, is much higher than I intuitively see uh, the yeah. cost of yeah. that. Well, now they're built into the MSRPs because yeah. they're, like, they're standard yeah. on most exactly, of the higher ends. Yeah. But I, I, I just, this is just me. I don't like the idea of a hole in my roof when I'm driving a car. Well, you don't. You have a giant roof of glass. I have a yeah. I have a I have a hole in the roof on my Tesla. No, you don't. You have a giant. The entire <laughs> roof is glass. Yeah, but <laughs> pretty much. Same, yeah, but it feels like a hole in the roof. Yeah. Well, don't one of the other don't factors. Re, don't repeat that again. <laughs> one of the other factors. I look at on that a, glass. A sliding roof like that. Every time I drive it. I it. Eventually, over you know, on an older car. <laughs> They will start to leak yeah. excessively. Another reason. Now they're actually designed to leak a little bit, and they have drains. Mm -hmm. But if those drains get clogged, yeah. which can happen even on a brand new car, insects can crawl up inside those drains and plug it up. Yeah. Suddenly you've got water <coughs> flooding yeah. into your interior. Yeah. The, uh, she has more questions. Uh, <coughs> she says, uh, assuming if I'm wearing my seatbelt, am I more likely to receive worse injuries if I'm driving a vehicle? Uh, with a sunroof as opposed to a solid metal roof in a rollover accident. I, I don't know if there's any on, any data on that. I never heard that. But, I mean, just just thinking about the material around you, I th yeah, I think that steel is is going to protect you better than, than glass, even though I'm sure that the glass that they use in the sunroofs are similar to the safety glass. It's not going to like – so I, I, I feel comfortable, um, and my whole family drives cars with sunroofs, so I'm, I feel comfortable with it. Sunroof glass is, is going to be the same as the side windows – so if it breaks, it'll shatter, it'll shatter down into those little pebbles, right. which hopefully is intended to not give large pieces right. of glass that can cause major injuries. So what's the uh, average uh, approximate cost of a sunroof? It's been a while since we, as a package, they're always like around $800, $1,000, yeah, $1,200. Yeah, I think it's over $1,000. Here, here, again, that's another gripe I have, is, uh, is a lot of manufacturers will build most of the cars. My, you know, I'm a very suspicious person by nature, and when the manufacturer pushes a, 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 an accessory, an option, that usually means they're making a lot of money on it. And they like to build a lot of cars with sunroofs and moonroofs. Yeah. And or there's the a big demand market for it. Too, it gives more margin, more markup. So uh, a lot of people are taking cars with sunroofs and moonroofs because they have to, because the manufacturer's not building anything it, without them. They should have a choice, yeah. yeah. I personally love yeah. love moonroofs. Yeah. I wouldn't drive one without it. I feel kind of you know like yeah. a little claustrophobic if yeah. I can't have the letter. But you don't on. have to pay for your car. In a way, I do, uh, kind of, I do, actually. <laughs> but... Uh, Yes. Call? Excellent. Phone call? finish with the Anne-Marie? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're okay. ready for a call. Okay. Uh, sunroof, moonroof. What do you think, guys? Give us a call, 877-960-9960. Me, I just say it's a personal decision, just like so many other decisions that you have to make before you walk, if you cho so choose, into a dealership. Me, I'm on the Internet. So... We're going to go back to the phones, and we are going to ask Victoria to please be patient. We will get to you, and we are going to talk to Gary in Stewart. Good morning. 
Good morning, Gary. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? We're well, thank you. Um, I just want to ask you. I want to ask you folks a question, if I can. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Very loud and clear. Okay, I uh, ran into a curb in my complex, and they put a left front control arm control arm on the car. I have a Hyundai Sonata. And I had the tires uh, balanced, and I had a four-wheel alignment. Is that car a unibody? Should I have someone check the frame, or do you think uh, it should be okay? Hyundai Sonata is a unibody car, so you don't actually have a, a separate frame. The frame and the body are all one. And once the alignment's been checked, the control arm, which would have shown being bent by being out of alignment, so now that Correct. they've replaced that, if all the alignment specs came back into proper specification, you're fine. Next question quickly, and I think you guys do a great job. I'm a little new to the car business. I've been doing it about 43 years. Oh. But that's, hmm. neither, that's neither here nor there, there, and I ran some large auto groups in my day, but that's neither here nor there. Um, if you were going to put a car on a Hyundai Sonata, because I use this car as a commuter car, I have about 150,000 miles on it, and I service it to the back, would you put a Michelin tire on this car? What would you put for the best performance tire, bar? You know, money's really, and when I say that, I don't sound like I'm wealthy. I would I would pay for a good tire. What kind of tire would you guys put on? Gary, um, uh, we 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 wouldn't recommend buying make. Michelin builds some good tires. They also build some tires that aren't so good. Uh, you know, the brand is not all that important. We usually look at consumer reports, uh, look at actual experience uh, of uh, wear and tear on tires, but. Uh, you know, you can talk about Michelin, Goodyear, Firestone. Uh, there are a lot of good Japanese uh, and even Chinese brands. Uh, if you go to Consumer Reports online or you have to pick up a copy of the library or buy one, uh, uh, they they recommend tires. But uh, don't don't just assume because you have a, a a good brand tire that is highly recommended. Every manufactured tire has some tires that are not so good. I understand. Listen, I think you guys do a great job. Lots of success with your dealerships, and you have a great day, and thanks for the answer. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Gary. Keep on listening. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. At Consumer Report, you just can't say enough about it, and you can go right there, as Earl said, and uh, you can check out tires. You can check out anything. Every single month, they are just they, they can just give you so much information, and it's conducive to the uh, climate of what is going on in the auto industry. Uh, right now, I have October uh, edition of my subscription in front of me, and it just gives you uh, a guide to the safest cars to drive so yeah, take to, a look not to beat a dead horse about tires but it, it happens to be uh, very important for a car i mean that's pretty obvious uh, from a safety standpoint there's not much more and uh, uh, important than, than your tires and it's a complicated product it, it looks simple you know a uh, big ring of rubber 
but it, it's, there, there are so many different uh, types of tires, and there are so many different driving conditions, winter, uh, wet roads, uh, high, you know, they're very, uh, you're, you're, you're in Arizona or Florida, hot uh, highways and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Consumer Reports is probably one of the things that you really need most uh, with respect to your car when it choose to doing anything to pick your tire. And uh, they will give you some very good guidance. So how you drive uh, is important. Uh, uh, the type of tire, the, the, there's, there's, a, there's a wealth of information in the tire, tire wear tread index. And uh, you have certain tires you buy that will give you better fuel economy, uh, blah, 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 blah. But it's, it's almost, in fact, it is too complicated. The, the tires that come with a new vehicle from the factory, when you buy a Hyundai Sonata, they have a deal with a tire manufacturer, and they build their tires to their spec. And typically, manufacturers, when they equip their new car that you're going to buy, they try to make the tires smooth. And when you drive the car, you're the manufacturer, they want to sell the car. So when you try your demonstration ride, they want it to glide smoothly. They're not worried about how long will the tire last or a lot of other factors that are important in both economy and safety. They want a smooth running tire. So we recommend generally when you buy a new car, think twice before you replace that tire with the same tire. You might want to choose a different tire that'll get you a lot longer tread life. So uh, again, I went on and on about tires, but it's a simple thing, but it's also a complicated thing. That's a, a lot of great information out there. Take care of your tires. Your tires will take care of you. That pressure in your tire is extremely important uh, to maintain. Uh, Rick, you were going to say something? Oh, well, I just got more YouTubes here. Okay, I'm going to interrupt you, and I'm going to go back to the phones where Victoria uh, is calling from Wellington and has been waiting. Thank you for your patience. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Um, just calling in again to talk about um, deceitful car dealers uh, <laughs> taking extra money from customers. <laughs> We're and ready. telling you that I'm still plowing ahead trying to find out what car dealers are owned by Terry Taylor. Um, right now I know that he purchased three car dealers on uh, car dealerships. He purchased a property for three car dealerships on Southern Boulevard in West Palm: a Nissan, a Mazda, and a Toyota. Now, Victoria, so, a lot of, excuse me for interrupting, but we have a lot of new listeners and are not familiar. Oh. Victoria, uh, just to, for the edification of our new listeners, Victoria is involved in litigation uh, with a Terry Taylor dealership where she was t taken advantage of and she's trying to build uh, a class action suit for her attorney uh, to uh, rectify uh, the wrong which is done to her and probably other uh, Terry Taylor dealerships. Terry Taylor is the largest owner of dealerships in the world, I suppose. He's a private owner. Uh, he owns uh, um, over 100, I'm sure, uh, maybe, maybe 200. Uh, he's a very... Uh, for those of you who are old enough to remember Howard Hughes, he's a very kind of mysterious person. He doesn't like to be identified with his uh, businesses. And so the businesses, the dealerships, in Terry Taylor's case, are all over the United States, but they have different names. And we have found, by you know trying to find ownership, and Victoria also, 
uh, you have to really d- drill deep to find out if it could be a Charlie Brown Hyundai, but Charlie Brown Hyundai is owned by uh, uh, Taylor. So Terry Taylor owns dealerships that are in other names. So I'm sorry to interrupt you, Victoria, but I just wanted to set that framework. And I know you want to give us uh, that information on the attorney and, uh, and your situation, and I'll let you take the mic back. Okay, well, so what I'm trying to do right now is find out what Terry Taylor does own. And he does own this company called Automotive Group, and they're, they're actually in uh, Palm Beach, uh, West Palm Beach. Uh, and he, he uh, I've been trying to figure out how to find out if it's a Terry Taylor company. Now, one of the things I noticed is the contract that I was given has a heading on it, and it starts out, and it says at the top, I-L-A-W, in big capital letters, 553-FL-ARB-E-919, retail installment sales contract, single finance charge with arbitration provision. So if you have a contract that you, for you bought a car with, with that at the top of it, there's a fairly good chance that that's a Terry Taylor contract. And also, if you go to your car dealership and you've had any problems, when you go there, ask them if Terry Taylor owns the dealership. You know, they they might tell you. And please pass that information on to Earl because we're trying to compile a list as best we can. Exactly, yeah. Um, Right. And I've actually, I've already filed a complaint with the Federal Trade Commission and with the Florida Trade Commission, but we need more voices. We need to get more people to say that they've had problems. And then you need to send that information to Earl so we can get it together and, and work on it. And uh, Victoria, they can send the information of all the uh, ways we have to be contacted. They could even call the show or text the show. Uh, calls at 877-960-9960, which is the way you just called us. They can text us at 772-497-6530. And, of course, they can reach us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars or YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars, um, uh, youranonymousfeedback.com. So there's multiple um, uh, ways that you can contact us. If you if you have an issue with a Terry Taylor dealership uh, or if a dealership that you're not sure who owns, uh, he owns so many dealerships, there's a reasonable chance it might be owned by Terry Taylor. If you don't know the owner or having difficulty finding the owner, it might be owned by Terry Taylor because he deliberately, in my opinion, uh, seems to want to remain anonymous. There's nothing wrong, wrong with wanting to remain anonymous, but uh, he seems to carry it to some kind of an extreme. Uh, I, you, you mentioned some local dealerships. Um, Palm Beach uh, Motors, I believe, the... Uh, Franchise for uh, uh, is it a Land Cruiser or not Land Cruiser? A, a Land Rover, Land Rover yeah. and uh, for Jaguar and for something else, another luxury car uh, is owned by Terry Taylor. I had another attorney call me. He couldn't find out. Here's a here's an attorney that had drilled and drilled and drilled. I was able to find out that Terry Taylor owned it through a associate I had who was a former uh, partner, a limited partner with Terry Taylor. So. Uh, Give us that information, and we'll pass along to Victoria, and we wish you the very best of luck in this. Uh, I don't think Terry Taylor knew uh, who he had uh, stepped on when he stepped on you, but I know you're not going to give up. Well, 
you know, next week maybe I'll I will uh, I'll give some information out if people don't know about how to file a, a complaint with the Federal Trade Commission because these are uh, the Florida Division of Motor Vehicles that that uh, regulates dealers mm-hmm. has already fined and cited uh, 441 Nissan. They wouldn't tell me how much money they fined them, but they did tell mm-hmm. me that they fined them. Very good. And so, you know, it's important for us. These, these, uh, when you, when a car dealership deceives a purchaser, that's violating the Consumer Protection Act, which is a Florida statute. So there's plenty of legs to stand on to potentially get your money back, but we just need to get people together so we can do it. Exactly. Yeah, we have a, on our, on our webpage, uh, uh, EarlonCars.com, we have a uh, link to the Federal Trade Commission complaint form, which you could uh, download and fill oh, out. So, good. Yeah, so EarlonCars.com, and uh, we also give the uh, information for the for the uh, Consumer Affairs Office, also for the uh, Department of Motor Vehicles. So, uh, Attorney General complaint, we got all of the government complaint areas are on EarlonCars.com. Okay, good. And if everybody would just go there and fill out those forms and send them in, that's how your voice gets heard when we're all together on it. Exactly. That's right, Victoria. And uh, this is, uh, tell all of our listeners again, in case you missed, this is Victoria. Uh, Victoria versus Terry Taylor. They didn't know who who they were dealing with. My money's on Victoria. (laughs) And uh, thank you very much. Like you said, Let's let our voices be heard. The only way you can do that is if we join together for our voices exactly. to be heard. Exactly. Where there's a will, there's a way, and it takes a hell of a lot of patience. Some of us just don't have that. Victoria has enough for all of us. Thank you, Victoria. It's a matter of principle. <laughs> it definitely is. Have a wonderful weekend. You too. Okay, uh, that number again is 877-960-9960, and uh, we're going to go to John in Palm City, who's been waiting. Good morning, John. Good morning to everyone. Mention about sunroofs. This was an era where people were going crazy. They were putting, building houses and putting skylights in the roof, <laughs> which were, you don't even see them today anymore. They were not only, the bubble was turning different colors, but there were leaks and but there was a successful company that made a lot of money doing it for all manufacturers in California. It was called American Sunroof Company. Hmm. And they not only even put sunroofs for manufacturers, which dealers uh, had extra markups when they did do this, but they also made actually convertibles, cars that were not convertibles, like the Cadillac when it was finished in 76. They actually made a Cadillac convertible and it was all to meet government specifications, but I just fast, I don't want to uh, belabor it, <clears throat> but it was a very successful company. And the second thing I want to mention, and this is a question for Earl. I read in the paper where General Motors will offer buyouts to U.S. Buick dealers, Buicks now, mm-hmm. as an alternative from franchise owners who don't want to make investments that will be needed as the brand goes all electric. Mm-hmm. Now, my question to Earl is what kind of actual incentives could they give those? I mean, with a buyout, uh, is it similar to the situation where they stopped making Oldsmobile and Pontiac, where they paid dealers 
I mean, there was a guy I spoke to a while back, he used to have a, a GMC Pontiac dealer, but he never told me what compensation, he didn't want to discuss it, that he was offered by General Motors. Yeah, they probably Can you elaborate that. on that, Earl, a little bit about this Buick situation now, offering buyouts? What kind of buyout could they possibly offer the Buick dealers? Well, remember that Buick is not exactly the hottest car in the country, and that... Uh, that Buick dealers vary in size from now. Are, are the Buick dealers we see around South Florida are, are very large compared to most Buick dealers. Uh, the average Buick dealer probably only sells 15 or 20 cars a month. I mean, it's you'd be surprised in rural areas, and they're probably over dealered anyway. A lot of the do a lot of the Buick dealers are are have multi franchises. They'll have more than one uh, franchise under one roof. Uh, the number I heard in the article I read was in Automotive News was in the $800,000, uh, Not a huge amount of money, but a lot of money. Uh, uh, there, it's, it's pressure, in a sense, from the manufacturer on the dealers. Uh, a lot of dealers are saying, listen, uh, these electric vehicles, they're a figment of somebody's imagination. It's not going to happen. Uh, I want to, you know, a lot of these guys are just old-fashioned, frankly, and, and they don't see... Uh, the future is electric vehicles, so they don't have a good attitude. A lot of the a lot of the dealers. So the, the 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 manufacturers, they've got to clear the slate so they have outlets for electric vehicles. Because Buick and all the manufacturers, General Motors and all the manufacturers, are going to be doing nothing but electric vehicles in in just a few years, 20 years. Uh, you're not going to see anybody building combustion engine cars uh, virtually. I mean, you'll always have a few being built, but it'll be in the high 90% it's electric vehicles. So they have to look at their markets, and they have markets in uh, 50 states, and, and they, so they're going to the probably a lot of the smaller dealers and say, listen, we know you don't want to sell electric vehicles. We understand that. Uh, I'll write you out a check right now for $750,000, uh, and, and you will agree to let me put another dealer in there at the, at the time that we're not building any more uh, combustion engine cars. They're not going to stop making combustion engine cars. They'll continue to build combustion engine cars, but those will be, they won't be any new model combustions. It'll be, you know, this will be the last year of the design for this model. They might build it for two or three years, but they won't change it. And then the new model in that Buick Skylark will be all electric. And then they will not give that to a dealer unless he agrees to the buyout. The dealer has to be in there, uh, be a player to take all EVs all the time. Well, here's some good EV news. Last week, Starbucks and Ikea announced that they're going to make a tremendous amount of fast charging stations in their mm. premises. Oh, cool. It was announced last week. Yeah, I'm, It's a great idea. I mean, if you're, if you're looking at the future... What better way to attract a potential customer than say, hey, here's a charger for you. I mean, it'd be so cool, I mean, to pull into, think about it, uh, you go to the mall, uh, you pull in and you go shopping, and you plug your car in. And when you come back, you top it off, <laughs> you, got a, you got a full tank of electricity. I mean, I love the idea of being able to, to uh, charge my car when I go shopping. So, yeah, I, I, Ikea and... Uh, they got it right. Yeah. Starbucks. Starbucks, yeah. yeah. Well, this is a fact that they actually signed contracts to start in on it with a big company. Yeah, we have charging so. stations at our dealership, and uh, we'll probably have a lot more as time goes by. Right. Okay, guys. Thank you, John. Wait. Thanks for the great call, John. Wait for the shopping report. Yes, definitely.
Thanks. You're welcome. 877-960-9960. Text us, 772-497-6530. I think we're going to get back to Rick where he was finishing up some YouTubes. i got a couple of good ones here. Uh, Richard is asking, what's your thinking about buying an extended warranty on a new Toyota? Do you believe in them? If so, do you have specific recommendations? <clears throat> One of the most popular questions that we always get asked, and and uh, it isn't a black and white answer. I have a personal uh, preference. I don't think I, I don't I don't believe in insurance myself. I, I think that if you can afford to pay for something, uh, you should uh, not insure it. I mean, I, if now this doesn't apply to fire insurance on your house or flood insurance or something serious. I mean, if you if you lose a huge amount of uh, of uh, uh, property, uh, personal property, it's good to have that insurance. But, but for your car, depending on your your economic circumstances, and if you buy a good car, it's probably not going to happen. Now, with all that said, uh, for the average person, I'm not average. For the average person, if you buy a good car uh, and you want to buy an extended service contract, uh, you should read the contract carefully, and you're not and and, and what. I'm going to tell you isn't to read it carefully to see what it covers. I'm going to tell you to read it carefully to see what it does not cover. Usually that's the way you get hooked and taken advantage of with an extended service contract. Uh, you say, well, look, it covers the engine, it covers the transmission, it covers the drive chain. And, you know, you think of engine repairs and transmission repairs. You say, ooh, that's really expensive. But what about the electronics? What about this, the computers in the car? What about the navigation system? Uh, what about the air conditioning? I mean, a lot of things that you don't think about are not covered. And matter of fact, what I just described earlier is a powertrain warranty, and a powertrain warranty doesn't cost anything. You can, they're practically free because engines and transmissions and rear axles and things like that, if you lubricate them and, and maintain them or according to the manufacturer's uh, recommended uh, maintenance, they never fail. So uh, if you're going to buy an extended service contract, be sure you know what it does not cover. And usually it's some very expensive uh, products that typically will fail more often than the ones I described of the powertrain. Uh, uh, it, it also, you want, you want to be sure that, that that extended service contract will be honored at any dealership or any uh, repair facility. Sometimes these extended uh, uh, warranties are dealer-owned. We own our own warranty company of my dealership, and but it's a, we will that warranty is, is is honored anywhere. Uh, but some dealers uh, will have a, their own warranty. And they'll only honor their dealership. It's a minefield. It's a it's a scary thing. Don't buy an extended warranty just on the fact that it's extended warranty. If you have to buy it, the manufacturers also offer extended warranties. And if it's a manufacturer offered by Honda or General Motors, uh, you're not going to get taken advantage of too much, Rick. The one specific component that I would say you have to have included is it's got to cover all the components of the air conditioning yeah not just the compressor or the condenser but the evaporator core the evaporator core is the most expensive item to replace because on just about every new car to do it the entire dash has to come out of the car it's a huge labor intensive yeah. job yeah and the evaporator core usually is the first component to go bad on an air conditioning system unless you happen to get a rock hit your condenser and other than that, 
It's that's and, the big one. And here's the the other thing: if you if you haven't seen on television or got uh, on the telephone or text or online solicitation, <coughs> the extended service, <coughs> excuse me, contract companies are like rabid dogs. Sir, can I have a call to speak to you about your extended service yeah. contracts? <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, if you are solicited for an extended service contract. Uh, uh, black and white, don't buy it. If someone's calling you and the television uh, ads on these extended service contracts with are, cr- I, with are ice, criminal. With iced tea and yeah. all, the, all the celebrities. Criminal. <laughs> They're criminal. Never buy an extended service contract if you're solicited. Uh, if you have to buy one, then be very, very careful as we've discussed earlier. And my overall recommendation is I don't buy them. I wouldn't buy one. And when you do, be very, very careful uh, the biggest question in your extended service contract, what it doesn't cover. And I'll tell you what, the information that Rick just gave out on the air conditioner, that's gold. Uh, you just don't even think about it. 99% of extended warranties will not cover the evaporator core on the air conditioner. Mm-hmm. And if you find the ones that do, they're going to cost you so much yeah. that you'd be better off to put that money in the bank for the day the evaporator fails. Yeah, these go, insurance folks. companies are not stupid. They have all the, the research. They know that the evaporator core is the most expensive, most common thing to fail. They know exactly. They have data for billions of cars. And when they're when they're writing the extended service contract, they got a bunch of guys in the room and say, okay, we can't cover this. We can't cover that because these, these fail a lot and they're too expensive. We'll cover all the one items on the car that don't fail very much. And if they do fail, they don't cost too much. So basically, you know, you're, you're playing the company's game. Uh, they know what's covered, and they know what's expensive. They know what's going to fail. So you're, you're like the guy goes in the poker game. If you look around the table and you don't know who the sucker is, you're the sucker. Yep. They have a plan, folks. Their plan? To get rich. Do your homework. Again, it's a minefield out there. No matter what direction you walk in, 877-960-9960. Back to Rick. Uh, this one from Donovan. I think you'll like this, Nancy. Uh, good morning, Donovan. Uh, safety in cars has been a big topic recently, especially with women and children in crash tests. The Tesla Model Y just had crash test results published from the European Crash Test Organization this week and it scored the highest of any vehicle that has ever done the test. The score, the car scored 97% for adult occupancy for men and women, 87% for child occupancy, and a 98% for crash avoidance. The test also proved the cars do not run over children as the internet has been in a fuss about. Wow. Apparently, yeah, from some of the videos we've seen, uh, Tesla's avoidance system they claimed was having issues seeing small children running into the street and apparently this european crash organization has said no their system is very good at avoiding that incident Uh, but apparently yes they are using uh male and female crash dummies and child crash dummies that's great information in that testing 
Donovan, thank you so much. What great information. And, uh, you know, it it saddens me uh, to have read uh, what I did uh, from um, AAA and the research that they did and so many others, you know, and uh, bringing up to date uh, recognizing females and children uh, because in uh, the research that I had, uh, there was uh, no attention given to them. And certainly things definitely have changed. Okay, uh, I think that we are done with uh, Rick, and it, I'll give you that number one more time, and then we're going to go to Stu, 877-960-9960. And don't forget, you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now have, back to Stu. We have a text for Nancy, but I, <coughs> I think they want to direct it towards Rick, but you can give it a shot if you want. Um, hello, Nancy. My name is John from Tequesta. I have a 2017 Jeep Wrangler. I have a check engine light on that brings me back to, to code cylinder four misfire. The car has 60,000 miles and it doesn't doesn't run any different. Hmm. 60,000 miles. 60,000 miles and it's a 2017 Jeep Wrangler code cylinder four misfire. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you, there's nothing more annoying than to have that light come on your dash. And you just think all kinds of things. And now for me, I just get out of the car, you know, open my uh, a gas lid and put it back on, close the door, get back in, straighten out the wheel, everything and anything that you can think of. But Rick can give you some pretty accurate technical well, just, information. Just a quick generic thing. If your gas, if the check engine light comes on, and you recently had gotten gas within the last few days, hmm. check that gas cap. Make sure it's nice and tight, and then swing by your local uh, AutoZone. Uh, even Pep Boys will do it, but Pep Boys usually wants to try to charge because they've got a garage inside. But any auto parts store that does not have a repair facility attached to it, they will pull that code for free. And if it's just a gas cap code. Uh, the P0440, P0455 that they say is gas cap, just ask them to clear the code. And the, the little code pullers, they're actually about $35, $40 if you want to get one yourself. And then you can look up what that code means on the internet and check things quickly for yourself. Now with that misfire code, my first thought is if the engine is running smoothly and a Jeep Wrangler, I believe that's gonna be a six cylinder engine but even that one, if you, you would feel a misfire on one of the cylinders, I would have them clear the code first and see if it comes back, drive the car a little bit. It may have just been a simple glitch. And otherwise, if it starts to act up, I'd have it checked by a mechanic because one of the big things we see here in South Florida is the coil packs go bad from just the, the brutal heat we've been having. And the other one is we see a lot of rats they get up in the engine and they chew on the wires and sometimes they'll chew through one of those wires and it can cause that code and cause a misfire. That's great information. Uh, Rick, I have to ask you, uh, would you recommend uh, to the listeners that they spend that $35? If you're comfortable, a little bit of do-it-yourself type thing, it's not a bad idea. 35, 40 bucks for one of those little code pullers that just plugs in the, the plug underneath the dash and that is a standardized plug it's called the dlc3 and you can plug that in just push the buttons on it it will tell you what the code is and then you can go right onto google and it will tell you what that code means 
And like I say, if it's something generic that sounds like just a gas cap, mm-hmm. check your gas cap. Make sure it's tight. Make sure that the gasket hasn't split. You may need to replace your gas cap. And you can got, clear it and be done yourself. I got one question where I can't get it out of my head. You said we see a lot of rats. How many rats have you seen? Well, we don't actually see the rats. We see their evidence. Uh, uh, how many how many rats <laughs> chewed wires have you seen in the past month? It depends on how hungry they are. Uh, I like that soy. <laughs> I think in the shop we've seen maybe one or two in the last month. Okay. But wintertime we get a lot more. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, it was just... You said we see a lot of rats. I want to clear that up. Yeah. In, I would say in the past year. Not at the dealership. We don't see the rats. <laughs> right. Well, uh, you know why? That's because they're in We've Jupiter. got good traps right. there. No, they're all, no, they're all in, in Broward in, County. In the last year, I'd say we've seen at least 10 or 15 cars in the shop <laughs> with rats chewing through the wiring. Okay. That's out of 10,000 repairs. Yeah. Okay. But uh, if you open the hood on your car, take a look at the, the those plastic engine covers in yeah. that. Yeah. And look and see if you see footprints in the dust. Ah. I, okay. I see that all the time. You're a tracker. <laughs> I, I am. Yeah. I am. All right. Okay. So that's the uh, DLC3. Yep. And they can get it's, that for $35. It's a standardized Check. connector under the dash. I, I hope we answered your, <laughs> with a little humor. It's it's not humorous, though. I, I understand your frustration uh, because how many times have I gotten out of my car and uh, gone because of Rick many years ago and uh, loosened my gas cap and tightened it again. But uh, there's a, a lot of ins and outs here. I hope we answered your question. And he got back to us. He says, uh, thank you, I cleared the code. It keeps coming back, but he'll check the coil pack. Oh, great. Stay, right. give us a text, let us know how that goes. That's right. Okay, we have some anonymous feedback, but we also have a phone call. We do, thanks to, we're gonna go to Pat in Palm Beach Gardens. Good morning, Pat. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Uh, thank you. Love listening to your show now. I'm a first-time caller, and uh, some great little tips and information there. Uh, I'm a bit of a, <laughs> I'm a bit of a car enthusiastic, do-it-yourself type of guy too at times. Dealing with car dealers for a long time, and the one and so forth. So, but anyway, I just went into uh, the Audi on, on West pa- on Okeechobee Boulevard yesterday. And I was appalled. I was looking at some of the markups they have today, I guess, on certain cars that are of, um, you know, uh, I guess people want them. But, like, there was one car in particular, an A7, there was a $10,000 markup on it. Mm. I walked right out of the dealer. I wouldn't even consider buying an Audi now. Well, you're smart. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, you know, the Lexus I look at, they don't have they don't have that markup. I haven't seen it on their cars yet now. But, you know, uh, I, I'm very disappointed, and especially in today's economy, you know? Yeah, it's a... Uh it's a, not a time to buy a car unless you have to, and we've been repeating this on the show since the whole COVID thing happened. Uh, it's exploitation of the worst kind of retail. Uh, car dealers and car manufacturers are getting uh, rich. They're uh, record, unprecedented profits. And um, where do you draw the line? Uh, I, I think it's, uh, you mentioned Lexus. I'm, uh, <clears throat> Lexus seems to have more of a, 
ethical bent than a lot of the other luxury manufacturers. And you know, you sell a Lexus, uh, you sell a Lexus, a JM Lexus um, in um, uh, Coconut Creek is down Fort Lauderdale way. Uh, they, they limit their uh, MS to their Lexus to MSRP. They do charge a very small dealer fee, a hundred dollars or something like that, but it's, it's relatively small. But uh, I think that when the smoke clears and this COVID thing is gone and the supply and demand meet and the prices come down, I think a lot of people like you are going to remember uh, those car dealers that tried to exploit them uh, when they were down, when they had no choice but to pay $10,000 for an Audi. And uh, you'll remember that. And maybe the other dealers, like the uh, Lexus dealer you mentioned, that, were, that would sell you a, a nice luxury car, uh, for sticker price, that's a lot of money. You make a lot of money when you know, a dealer sells a car for MSRP. But that's not enough for the Audi dealer. That's probably Bremen. He wants another 10000 Yeah, I, well, I'll tell you guys, thank you very much. And, uh, yeah. That's, that's Appreciate the call, Pat. Call again, please. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, guys. Thank you. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Send us your anonymous feedback at youranonymousfeedback.com. And uh, I'll tell you what, that uh, report, uh, Consumer Report, October edition, certainly is uh, educational. And uh, for the time that we're in and how how often we repeat, do not buy a car right now unless you have to. And if you do buy a car, buy used, uh, we can't say it enough. Times are still very volatile. And if that old car of yours, well, if it can take another, I'm going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb here, say another year, hang on to it. Uh, But if it's going to cost more than the car is worth, well, you know what to do. 877-960-9960. Now back to the recovering car dealer. I think you heard, if you've been listening to the show, that our mystery shopping report coming up in about 10 or 15 minutes uh, was at a Costco member dealer. I uh, talk a lot about Costco on the show. I talk a lot about uh, Zoom reports. We have certain uh, uh, institutions out there, companies out there, that that we recommend highly when it comes to buying cars. And uh, Costco um, has a members-only uh, buying program. Uh, I know there are a lot of places, uh, not too many, but uh, certainly some places that Costco uh, uh, warehouses, they call them, aren't too close by. But if you can find a Costco warehouse and you can join the program, it's only like uh, uh, 65 bucks a year to be a Costco member. Um, you will, if you follow the rules strictly of the Costco member buying program, you will buy a new car for far less than you would pay otherwise. And uh, the problem today is uh, not only are there not as many Costco warehouses as we'd like to see in the country, but there are a lot of dealers that just said to heck with it. I don't want to be a Costco member dealer because the rules are such that you have to sell me the car at a very low price. And uh, our mystery shopping report coming up later, uh, they were trying to find, uh, we were trying to find a dealer uh, we shopped one last week, and that was a local dealer. 
uh, fairly close. We talked to, uh, who did we shop last week to? The, uh, it was Schumacher Volkswagen. Yeah, Schumacher Volkswagen. He was a Costco dealer. This time we had to go all the way uh, uh, south uh, to um, Coconut Creek uh, for the dealer <coughs> to find another dealer that was selling uh, approved for Toyota. And uh, we, uh, we shopped there. But if, if, if you're not a Costco member, consider it. And you will, if you do join and you go online and you follow their instructions carefully, the, the instructions of the Costco member program are not simple and they're tedious and, and you have to be careful. But if you do follow the rules, you will buy a car for less than you could possibly buy it anywhere else. As I say, there's a lot of dealers out there that have scrapped the Costco program for the very reason I just described. They will not allow you to sell a car at $10,000 over a sticker, as we just heard from Pat and Palm Beach Cards, who went into Bremen uh, Audi. Uh, $10,000 over a sticker. They're definitely not going to be a Costco dealer. So find a Costco dealer, uh, sign up, goes you 65 bucks uh, per year if you're not one, well worth the money. And then be very careful to talk directly, deal directly with the Costco member program, and follow the rules to the to the letter. Stu has some anonymous feedback uh, for all of us, and they're always very interesting. How did you know? Oh, wait, I said now it back to Stu. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Here's one. Here it says: Perhaps the media and government officials insisting that to save the world we must move to electric cars in a few years where the world would end, should read articles on the end of the Ice Ages 12,500 years ago and the continuous cooling and warming of the Earth that has been going on for one million years. I think that was from a scientist. No. Um, <laughs> next one. Uh, what well, about, can, can I, can I yeah, say something? Sure. <laughs> uh, it, it, for those anti-electric vehicle people out there, and I respect your opinion, I mean, we're all entitled to our opinion, it isn't to save the world that electric vehicles are coming about. Uh, the electric vehicle is a far superior vehicle to a combustion engine vehicle in, in, in every sense of the word. So uh, they're simpler, they cost less to maintain, and they cost less to repair. Uh, they and eventually, when the battery technology is almost there, maybe it is there, but the battery, te when ten, 10 years from now, and if I want to be absolutely sure, I'd stake my life on it, 20 years from now, I won't be around, so don't worry about it, you can't collect, but <laughs> in 20 years, the electric vehicle will be so far superior to the best combustion engine you can buy, to heck with the planet and the green uh, and the you know and the, all the argument about uh, is the uh, are, are we polluting the planet? People are just weird, man. I, I don't understand. I, if you just said just if you went up to somebody and said, "Hey, listen, I got a machine that can replace your current machine that is faster, cleaner, better, cheaper in the long run, quieter, quieter, and just cooler." But people are just resisting this for emotional reasons well, or it, political it, reasons. You know, exactly. everybody's talking about saving the world and save this and save that. Let's save us from ourselves, yeah. you know. And uh, guess what, folks? Uh, does anybody know what the resale of value of an electric vehicle is? <clears throat> Look it up. That's right. Look it up. It's amazing. And uh, I'll tell you, I, I was the last one to get on board as far as electric was concerned. It's here. It's now. And it's going to save me. And it will save you. Give us a call. How do you feel? 877-960-9960. Now back to Stu. 
Another anonymous uh, <coughs> feedback. Uh, what about Mitsubishi de- dealers? Have you ever sent a- Agent Lightning to one of them? Um, we haven't. Um, there was one like right around the corner from our dealership. I think we shot one a long, long time ago. I'm right? sure there's one in there. But, um, <coughs> you know, we don't think about it. Mitsubishi has less than 1% of the U.S. market share um, and probably declining. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we could look for one. I think there is a um, there's one I might have heard a commercial for a Gallant coming out of Broward yeah, we, County. We, we try to <laughs> shop dealerships that more people tend to buy cars from. And like Stu said, the Mitsubishi, uh, you know, I, I'm surprised they're still around. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, we... Uh, they're big in Japan. Are they still? Yeah, I saw a lot of Mitsubishis driving around Japan. They build great fighter planes during World War II. They make cool little tiny vans. Like in Japan, they have yeah. all these very small, they're not even minivans, they're just like sub-minivans. Yeah. Mitsubishi Fuso is also really big worldwide with their box trucks and delivery vans oh yeah they have a lot of industrial stuff too yeah small turbocharged diesels and they make a hell of a fighter plane yeah well they did yeah um okay uh (laughs) next uh wow i've been hearing uh that used wholesale prices have been going down for a few weeks now and that's that's that is accurate um if i were to sell my suv where would be the best but also the safest less likely to be scammed place to sell it thanks for your help I'd say CarMax is my my suggestion. Yeah, but I I, I think that on your side are the volume of people that you can shop. Uh, it's so easy. Now, it used to be, go back 20 years, it was, it was selling a used car, it was just like you, you knew you are going to get screwed. You are going to get taken advantage. Today, you can go to Carvana, uh, Carvana.com. You can go to WeBuyAnyCar.com. Stu just said you go to CarMax.com. You can do it online. And all these, and there's a, a Vroom, V-R-O-O-M, Vroom, of all the crazy names, .com. You go to all these different uh, uh, online, then Google it. Uh, who buys used cars? You'll, you'll, you'll have a hundred of them. So pick the best ones, and we just gave you the best ones. Vroom, we buy any car, Carvana, CarMax. And get four, five, six, seven bids. And sell to the highest bidder. Oh, and I left out the fact if you're driving a Honda, go to two or three Honda used car lots and get the used car manager to give you a bid. Uh, it is you're in the best position today to sell your used car and get the top dollar from for it than we've ever been in our history. And so take advantage of that. You be the seller. You take advantage of the other guy instead of being the, yeah. taken advantage of. The only people who are not getting screwed in this market are people with trade-ins yeah. because they're canceling out the market. Well, hopefully. <laughs> if they're getting a fair value right, for right, the right. trade-in. That's, but you should still do, if you have a trade-in, you should shop your car to find out what you could sell it for if you didn't trade it in. And then you tell the dealer that you buy it from, hey, Vroom or CarMax offered me $2,000 more than you're offering me. So I'm going to sell it to CarMax unless you want to come up on the price and keep the selling price of the new car the same. You get to be a dealer. Yeah. Um, We have uh, more anonymous feedback. This is good. Earl, I'm originally from California, and I remember Earl Scheib painting auto body commercials with his famous pitch. I'm Earl Scheib, and I'll paint any car for $99.95. Was there ever an Earl Scheib location in South Florida during his heyday? I don't think so. He never made it to uh, Florida. I, I heard, I heard he, was na- he was nationwide famous, and everybody heard about him, and everybody copied him. There were a lot of uh, $99.95 paint jobs, and uh, there might even still be. I mean, you give me a spray can 
Uh, I'll paint your car for ninety nine ninety five. I mean, I'm real store. I'll paint your car for ninety nine ninety four. <laughs> I mean, if you see some of these paint jobs, we see them. You know, as being a car dealer, but uh, you know, you get what you pay for. A good paint job. What's a, what's a good paint job cost? A thousand dollars? No, a lot more than that. As a matter of fact, I looked into this just recently. Yeah. To properly the average car to remove any trim, yeah, break it down properly, it really do a proper good high quality paint job. You're looking at almost ten thousand hmm. dollars at a quality shop. Wow. Yeah. Maybe maybe back in the seventies, uh, ninety nine ninety five would get you a good paint job. Yeah, back then. Yeah, because they, they didn't have to worry about like the EPA or anything like that. They there was they yeah. just <laughs> paint it in the backyard. Yep. All right. I think I'm caught up on the anonymous feedback. Let me check for some new text. Oops, we're all caught up. What you do? What you got over there, Rick? Ah, uh, we're actually caught up right now okay great uh <clears throat> that number is 877-960-9960 you can text us at 772-497-6530 you know something caught my eye you and i um earl uh we're looking at the automotive news and um do you want to make a mention to uh page 22 or do you have some uh, some other agenda uh to share with the audience Oh, the gender safety gap, yeah. Yeah, we had a call last week from uh, a man, I forgot his name, but uh, he said that that there was a discussion about um, women and uh, not being uh, being injured at a higher percentage. He said men have more accidents, and we got into a discussion. I'm saying, well, mm-hmm. it isn't a question of maybe the men don't drive as carefully, but given an accident with a man and a woman, uh, the, the woman is more inclined to be injured. And then um, uh, I was, uh, I'm glad Nancy brought that up because there is a discussion about that and there's not enough data out there. Uh, there there's some fairly reputable scientific research that questions how much more women are injured. So it's not black and white. My, my gut tells me my intuition tells me that it makes sense that if you use male-based crash dummies and based your design on a male-based crash dummy, then the women would tend to be uh, injured more frequently. But apparently there is some, um, I'm looking for the page here, yeah, page 22, yeah. While you're looking for that page, you know, I want to thank Donovan again, who is uh, a regular, um, he's the uh, YouTube guy. And uh, Rick uh, fills us in on what he has to say every week. And uh, he brought to our attention uh, the uh, topic that uh, Earl is talking about. I found it. Did you find it? I I found it. Here's, uh, if you're streaming us, a big article in today's automotive news about the gender gap. And a pretty uh, pretty good discussion. It's not not what I've believed. It's not what others believe. Uh, There's a bill introduced in Congress now. This is interesting. We could take this to beat up the Congress. I always love to beat up congressmen. Uh, But uh, they introduced a bill that said that there has to be um, uh, laws making cars safe for women, just like they make cars safe for men in accidents. The interesting thing is that there's only 66 congressmen out of 535 members that signed the bill. I thought that was kind of uh, disgusting that that would be the case. Uh, but uh, and, and you would think that it would be more because, uh, as they stated in the automotive news, 73 percent of women, 73 percent of women are likely to get seriously yeah, injured. 17 yeah. percent 
die. Now, uh, the problem is that they haven't gone into enough detail. One of the reasons that I hadn't thought about is that the women can be more likely injured is women definitely tend to buy different type of cars than men. If you look at, uh, for example, you know, you, you know, the big uh, obnoxious pickup trucks you see on the road are generally uh, driven by, by men. And uh, uh, we see women uh, typically in the smaller SUVs and, and other type of cars. So there's a lot of work that needs to be done on this. Uh, uh, Rick talked earlier in the show about uh, uh, European, uh, uh, the uh, Tesla Y, that said that uh, it was safer for women and for children and for men, the, the uh, Tesla Y model. So that indicates that in Europe, they are testing cars for women and for men and so on and so forth. So there's a lot of more work that needs to be done. Uh, I don't think that it is the disparity is necessarily the, all the way the car is designed, but also maybe the way of the type of cars that are bought by women or men. So if uh, I, I tell you to read this, but it's uh, in, the, in, in the Automotive News, uh, page 22 of this issue, but most people don't have a copy except for car dealers and manufacturers. Um, and uh, I've got, and the first one, I wish I could remember the person that called the show last week. Uh, I apologize to him because he was on to something that I didn't understand as much, and he wasn't totally wrong. I thought he was totally wrong. He's he's partially right about this. So here's a subject, men versus women, how cars should be tested. This needs a lot more study and, and looking into. Okay, where are we? You want to go to the Mystery Shopping Report? Uh, and, uh, and then if we have some text or anonymous feedbacks, we can get them. Uh, we do have uh, 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 more on Earl Scheib. <laughs> we have a response. In the 1950s, Earl Scheib advertised painting your car for twenty nine ninety five plus right. a $10 free body and fender work. Yeah. You know, I was going to add that uh, little tidbit uh, <clears throat> to this whole paint conversation uh, because back in the 70s when I had a car painted, I certainly didn't pay Nine ninety nine ninety five. <laughs> <laughs> I paid something like maybe fifty dollars, yeah. and it was a great paint yeah. job. Yeah, thanks, Bob. But that was then, and this is now. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. We were uh, we were talking in the car as we always do coming to the show, and one of our discussions Nancy and I had was uh, uh, do car dealers uh, dis disreputable, uh, treacherous, uh, mean old car dealers uh, bear all of the blame? Uh, for what is happening in the way of exploitation and is selling repairs that don't need to be done, uh, selling cars for $10,000 over a sticker, uh, is it all the bad car dealers? And uh, we, had a, we had a discussion, a dispute, Nancy and I we did. Had, well, I, I don't know. Was it a dispute? I think it was pretty passionate. And I said that, uh, I said that I think that at some point, consumers do have responsibility. And I, I think that uh, on this show, we're preaching to the choir because most of the people listen to the show and call on the show are quite educated. And that's the reason we have the vig vigilantes. We recruit listeners to the show to help others. There's an element of our population out there, a fairly large element, uh, who lack the sophistication, experience, education to make uh, the right decision when they buy a car. Uh, so... Uh, there's a famous legal expression, caveat emptor, buyer beware, that's accepted in law. That's English 
law, and we have it in our laws, and most countries have it in their laws, there's a certain amount of responsibility to buyers. You have to, you have to beware. And so that's what this show is all about, trying to help you um, beware of being taken advantage of. But you, you know, let's face it, you walk into a store, most salespeople are paid on commission. Okay, that's the way you feed your family. That's the way you make a mortgage payment uh, by selling at a high price to make a high commission. And so when you walk into that store and you say, I'll take that without any due diligence, without any concern, without any negotiation or without any shopping and comparing prices, are you responsible? I say yes, to some extent. Uh, I say for the for the people uh, maybe the, maybe the burden lies on the state, lies on with the government. We should have a certain minimum bar of educational requirement. Now we get into a huge discussion about education and blah, blah, blah. But uh, that's what we do on this show. We educate, and we need more vigilantes. If you go to EarlOnCars.com, you can become a vigilante. We'll even give you a hat. And if you have people in your area that need help, they can call you locally if you're in Pennsylvania, if you're in Tennessee, if you're in Florida. Uh, we'll have your name and contact information on EarlOnCars.com. Help the disadvantaged, the people educationally, English language-wise, uh, first-time buyers, the elder, senior population. A lot of people are taken advantage of. So that's what we do on this show is and try to educate. Also, that uh, advertisement uh, from the uh, newspaper that we brought in together uh, that's sitting to the right of you, well, uh, it's uh, really worth reading over and over again, which we don't have time for. Uh, but uh, according to uh, that advertisement in the newspaper, I believe it was the Sun Sentinel. Yeah. Okay, you can get yourself, well, let's start with the gas. For a whole year, free gas. Uh, they'll make all your car payments for another year. Do you get my point? Now, we'll go to the mystery shopping report of Hal, Al Henderson Toyota. Okay, uh, uh, again, I got a compliment, Stu. This was uh, very well written. Uh, Stu is in charge of the... Uh, Mystery Shopping Report, and uh, he takes the raw data from uh, Agent Lightning and p puts it into a prose form, and uh, he, he, he does a great job. I like he, the, he does a whole lot of, gives the, it a lo whole lot of flair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like the biggest, baddest Toyota dealership in the world is Longo Toyota near Los Angeles, California, and I, I, had, I have to, I, I still love the pros, the biggest, baddest. Actually, Longo Toyota happens to be one of the more uh, like nicer, yeah. I mean, they're 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 highly ethical, yeah. And they're and and they run a. I, I shouldn't use yeah. bad as I mean, like yeah, it's yeah. like bad is good, like you know. And, and again, I digress bad. because of my age. Longo Toyota used to be owned by an alleged mafia member, and his name was Dominic Longo, who was alleged to be uh, a made member of the mafia. And uh, it was really a kind of a scandalous thing. Allegedly. Uh, and it's no longer, they, they since sold out. And uh, in, the, in the current, uh, they kept the name, I thought, interesting. Uh, but the, the, the Longo Toyota, if you live out in the Los Angeles area, uh, if you want to buy a car really, really inexpensively and get treated right, you go into Longo Toyota. They're huge. Number one, Al Hendrickson 
uh, is very close. I didn't realize this, but there, Stu said there were the 86 cars. Uh, last year. Oh, last year. Yeah, they last were. year, Hollywood yeah. beat yeah. Um, Al Henderson by Everybody by wants to beat Longo. They're the, they're the big one. But if you live in, on, uh, in California, Longo, you can't go wrong there. Best price. Um, even during the craziness of the pandemic and the upside-down world that followed, Longo maintained its lead over all other Toyota dealerships by a sizable margin. Now, they are consistently over 1,000 cars a month. I mean, they sell like 12,000, 14,000 new Toyotas a year. The number two-volume Toyota dealership in the world used to be Hollywood Toyota, and that was the advertisement that Nancy was alluding to earlier. We have a typical Hollywood Toyota ad which is just crazy. Uh, you buy a car from us, we'll, we'll buy your gas. I mean, it's just uh, crazy kind of stuff. But they are no longer. Al Hendrickson is kind of kicking them out. And uh, uh, in 2021, uh, Al lost to Hollywood by just 89 cars. Now, uh, are they ahead this year? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, and ultimately, and this is a, I mean, they're they, they're currently the number two Toyota dealer in the world. They have to make it to the end of the year, but they got yeah. a big lead. Yeah, and now Al Hendrickson Jr. Uh, I we heard this from some very reliable sources. Promised his mother. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, that he would be the number one Toyota dealership in, in the, the world, world one yeah. day. And so I believe they're going to make it. I believe they're going to make it. They'll do almost anything to sell a Toyota. So, uh where am I? I keep uh, digressing and losing my uh, place. Uh, made Al uh, okay. Uh, Al Higgs that had to hurt. 2020 was a transitional year for car deals. The first half of the year, they were giving cars away. This is beautiful. It's true. The first half of 2021, it was dog eat dog, selling cars below your cost, actually losing money uh, on cars, anything to get volume. And then, here we are a half year, just a short time later, they're selling the same dealership selling cars for thousands of dollars over MSRP. A caller saw $10,000 over an, on an Audi, a Bremen Audi. So this year, seemingly following the mantra, by any means necessary, Al Hendrickson finally took the lead. So there are about 800 sales so far, about 800 sales so far ahead, or is that what yeah. it is? Oh, yeah. wow. Uh, ahead of Hollywood. This has been done with a combination of new vehicle allocation trickery, and we won't get into that with a lot of detail, but the dealers not only know how to take advantage of you, they know how to take advantage of the manufacturer by lying and cheating to get more cars, which is where you make more money because you have more cars when it's a seller's market. So it's a, it's a very interesting world, a crazy world out there. Uh, bait and switch, high pressure, etc. These guys uh, are the king of the junk fees. Some of the biggest we ever saw were at L. Henderson Toyota. Okay, here we go. I say all this because when Stu and Agent Lightning were discussing a target dealership for a new Costco-style mystery shop, I suggested, now I'm being Earl Stewart, I suggest L. Henderson Toyota. Stu's response was, oh, God. And uh, it's uh, scary to go in there. We actually had a mystery shopper that almost came to uh, blows with the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or was that a, was that the same dealership? I don't know if it was the same dealership. I yeah. thought you were going to say almost lost their life. Yeah, Scott Cadmus, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that was that was at Palm Beach Toyota. Palm Beach Toyota, yeah. yeah. So our, our, our undercover shoppers have really had some uh, 
very dangerous confrontations in the past. Yeah. Uh, I used a Miami zip code. This is Agent Lightning speaking. I'm in the first person if I were Agent Lightning. I used a Miami zip code on CostcoAuto.com. And I said earlier, this is the way to buy a car if you carefully follow the rules. They, she had to, I had to, to get the system to show me a participating Costco auto dealership further south from here. Now, my dealership, Earl Stewart Toyota, is the only Costco uh, dealer in South Florida other than, apparently, uh, Al Hendrickson. So, not sure, yeah. I haven't checked, but that's what Agent Lightning I said. Delray was, but apparently the Delray wasn't coming up. So. Yeah, we weren't coming up. Anyway, uh, Al Hendrickson Toyota came up on a search for a new 2022 Toyota Camry XSE with an MSRP of $36,249. Now, last week when we shopped Schumacher Volkswagen, um, they popped up and uh, uh, I was appraised and and still learned that the Costco has to sell a car for no more than $350 off of MSRP. So that is one of the reasons that the Costco dealers are dropping like flies. Nobody wants to sell a car yeah. uh, below MSRP. And you'll see the the uh, irony there later on in this shopping report. So, Agent Lightning, I exchanged emails with Al Hendrickson Toyota and began receiving texts and phone calls from Francisco, uh, the Costco rep, presumably, the salesperson. Francisco said he'd been assigned to help me and told me to ask for him when I arrived. I asked him if I was, if he was a trained Costco representative, and he said he was. And that's one of the rules, and if you're going to do a Costco purchase, Costco member purchase, be sure you deal with the Costco membership and member, and that member dealer's name is on the website when you put in your zip code. So you want to buy whatever make, they'll tell you where the dealer is, and they'll tell you the name of the salesperson, the approved Costco person you should deal with. Only deal with him. I Ubered, in quotation marks, I really had my husband drive me to Al Hendrickson Toyota and met Francisco at the front door. He led me inside to an office back in the corner, and Francisco explained at length about how great the Costco program was, and it is, but it's also very complicated, and it shouldn't be, but it is. He said he was so glad I was going through Costco because that meant I was going to save a lot of money today, that is true. I asked if he had Camrys in stock, and he assured me that he did. He asked what trim level I preferred, and I replied that I was not familiar with the different trims. Francisco suggested we walk outside and see the cars. I picked out a new black Camry XSE, and we took it for a test drive. We talked about Toyotas, and I told him I'd always been interested in hybrids, but never seriously considered one. Francisco said that he had a black Camry hybrid in stock. Now, that's Unusual that he would have that type of car, but remember, we're talking about Al, the second. Yeah, we're talking about Al Hendricks and Toyota. They're, Al Hendricks, they're, yeah. they're keeping some cars for the. Yeah, they got a lot of cars. Yeah. Uh, my excitement, uh, my excitement was doused though, when he said hybrids were ex- excluded from the Costco program. So there you are. Even Al Hendrickson excludes some cars from the Costco program. Uh, that camera however, would be sold with a full market adjustment tacked on, and that full market adjustment is. A doozy. We decided to stick with a non-hybrid. Of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. The MSRP was the same as I see in the Costco inquiry, $36,249. There was an addendum 
for about $6,500 right next to the Monroney label. So the, that's there for the non-Costco non members, and they don't know any different. We went back to the desk, and Francisco left to go upstairs to get the numbers from Alberto, his online person. In a few minutes, Francisco and Alberto came back with a Costco member-only price sheet. Now, remember those words? We talked about it last week with uh, Schumacher Volkswagen. You always get the Costco member-only price sheet. It'll be right there on the top. Costco member-only price sheet. See that. Be sure it's not a forgery. <laughs> be sure it is that. And then read it carefully. And you have to read the smaller print as well as the larger print. Yeah, if it says Catco member-only price sheet, you yeah. run. The Costco member-only price sheet was $35,000. $707, which was $541.68 below MSRP. Now you say, wow, how about that? But that's the Costco member only big print price. Costco, and we don't, Nancy and I talked about this in the car on the way coming in. Costco member only only required that they put their extra charges on the Costco member price sheet, they don't have to deduct it, deduct it from the Costco member only price. Now that's just stupid. The Costco member only price, just like the advertised price, should have the out the door price. But Costco member only price membership rules don't require that. So if you look at the Costco member only price sheet, You'll see the price for 35707 and then you will see this in smaller print. The disclosure indicated they'd be adding $895 dock fee, $559.55 electronic, electronic registration filing fee, and $144.45 tag agency fee. So there you have $1,057 added to the 35707 MSRP, which was $541 below MSRP. So here you have a wash of a 500 some odd dollars over MSRP, which is still not a bad deal. No, you're th no they're a thousand over MSRP. If yeah. I, that's what she, that yeah. was the yeah. price, yeah. which is better than, yeah. than yeah. the rest of the market, yeah. but it's still. Yeah. And you still got to add tax on top of that. Mm hmm. And a tag fee. Okay, wait a minute. Now, the arithmetic here, if if we're if the thirty five seven zero seven is five forty one below, and you add back, of, oh okay, yeah I see, you add back if you add all that up, you yeah add, add back about fifteen sixteen yeah, hundred fifteen bucks. yeah then you're a thousand fifty seven over a month okay. yeah okay, so there we are. I asked for a buyer's order that broke down all the pricing information with an out door price. He said I could only get the out the door price by adding all the fees and sales tax, then ask for my driver's license so I could get me into finance. They want to get you into finance. You regular listeners know that. That's the box, we call it. That's where they really get you. That's where they make, they used to make more money than they do selling you the car. Today, they just make a couple thousand dollars and in addition to what they sell you the car for. Francisco and Alberto refused to provide anything else. They wouldn't give me a piece of paper with an out the door price. They said, I would get that in the box in the finance office. <laughs> I changed the subject and brought up a promotion of theirs I'd seen online, and Nancy talked about this earlier, 
this ad that I held up the uh, paper for. Uh, they were advertising uh, free ta- free gas. <laughs> I guess I guess when I guess at Hollywood started, or I guess they're in like a gas war. Uh, Hollywood, yeah. yeah. So free yeah, gas for a year. Yeah, free gas for a year. I mean, it just uh, I, uh, if you believe that, I don't mean. Well, it. he he addressed it. He said yeah. he wouldn't qualify because he wouldn't qualify. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I asked for an explanation for the dock fee, and this is a doozy. Albert explained there was a dealership he used to pay the lot attendants. And, de- and detailers. Uh, that's totally untrue. And uh, it's just shooting from the hip by a car salesman. And you get a lot of that. And uh, that's the end of the shopping report. I have copies of the addendum label and, and the rest of it. The most important thing, I'll hold this up for the camera, is I did last week with uh, Schumacher Volkswagen. Uh, it's not, this, this is the Costco member-only price sheet. If you are a Costco member and you do use this program, you must see this, and then you must look for the small print. And I circled down here. I got my finger pointing to it. This is where they add the over $1,000 in additional fees and uh, to the price. So the Costco member-only price on the Costco member-only price sheet <laughs> has the, the fact that the Costco member price is not really the out the door price yeah, it, it could have taken one little extra step and done some arithmetic yeah. for the customers and, I, and again I'll, I'll digress a little more because we do have the time and I'm talking now to Alliance Alliance is the company that Costco subs their member only um, uh, buying program to I say to Alliance but I say more to Costco if you really want to be Costco true blue Costco then Make the Costco member-only price the out-the-door price. Don't allow them to use a Costco member-only price sheet as a dupe to the customer because they're, they're not going to look at this. It's like a worksheet. It's yeah. like a typical sales they're, worksheet. They're, they're going to look. What are they going to look? They're going to look at the Costco member price there. They're not going to look down here. So why do you allow that? You're allowing that. Because you don't, I think, to Costco, you don't know what's happening. Alliance allows that because they get paid for every sale. And this way the dealers can screw you more often by popping in enough add-on fees, hidden fees, to negate the really, really good Costco price. So uh, this is uh, my attack on Alliance. I'll probably live to regret it because last time we attacked Alliance... We had, couple, can, we had a few meetings. They were going to cancel us as a Costco dealer, so um, I dare you. <laughs> All right. I dare you. Uh, but we need to get Costco in line with Alliance, and we need to clean up the program. By the letter of the law, I guess it's legal, but to me, it's not fair to the customer. So there we are. Al Hendricks at Toyota, okay. Costco member program. Time for the votes. Right. They're coming in. Jonathan in Wellington says, you're either a Costco member or you're not. Exclusions are BS. Costco needs to yank this dealership now from the program. Excessive fees are ridiculous. Hendricks and Toyota will never get a dime from me. Give them an F for fraudulent fees. And we have from Mark a big no, a C. And uh, I'm more inclined to go closer to what I went last week with Schumacher with the Costco program. Um, it was seems to be the way that the dealers are doing it out there. I mean, they're getting a, a price. It's coming in below MSRP. The, the junk fees are taking them above it. Um, so I'm going to give them a C-. minus. 
And uh, we, by the way, Bob came in D for deceptive pricing. Yeah, I, you know, I, I see your logic there, and the reason Stu looks at it that way is that we've see, we've seen Costco dealers that even though we don't like to find print disclosure of the extra fees, uh, they don't add all the extra fees. And the ones that are on the Costco member price sheet, right. they have other fees besides what, that. What, what concerns me with a, with a Costco um, experience or Costco mystery shop is if you go in there with a Costco, you expect to see a Costco person, then you're just put into the machine and you go back in the normal back and forth. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the cardinal sin that would happen yes. on a mystery shop. Yeah. In this case, even though there were yeah. fees, they presented a, uh, a, 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 they followed the program, they showed them the Costco price yeah, sheet, yeah. they asked for her card, they gave her the price and the price. Well, we, she didn't go into finance, so we don't know what would have happened then, but up until that point, everything was kind of by the book. Yeah, you're exactly Kind right. of. It, it wasn't perfect. You're right. Well, I've got Kirk in West by God, Virginia. It says, Costco member only price turns out to funny games to shift to the box. Just what Stu said. Mm-hmm. The not-so-Costco price earns a solid D. Mark Anderson and Mark from St. Louis, a D. And Tim Gilliland, C-. minus. Joseph Kelleher, F for fees. Brian Sedlatko, believe it or not, I'm giving him a solid B. I guess he was a little yeah. more impressed. Yeah, there was uh, nothing, nothing crazy happening. Yeah, I mean, they... they they went a little little overboard with it, but uh, I think I'm going to agree with Stu. I'm going to go with the the nice average with a C, and say you, you know, just you got to keep your eyes open, keep your wits about you, mm-hmm. and good luck, folks. And yeah. by the way, that uh, Costco membership card, if you buy your fuel at Costco, quite often it'll pay for that membership over the course of a year. Oh, just buying it? gas there. Yeah, yeah, that's the truth. Good point. Definitely. Yeah, and, and again, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, that the Costco member program, if, you, if you're if you smart and you go by the letter of the program, you will save money. So we're not, we're not beating them up yet. We're just saying that they need to modify it for the average buyer. Definitely. Um, for uh, this Mr. Shopper report, I'm going to give them a D. And uh, folks, just because you hold that uh, Costco card in your hand, uh, you you really have to educate yourself. You really have to be alert. Uh, you got to watch your back. Uh, the whole nine yards. Uh, there's a lot of uh, eyes to be dotted, T's to be crossed, and uh, there's a whole lot of people involved here. And for that, uh, the communication, uh, the whole thing, it can just be lost in translation. Like I said earlier. So again, I give the mystery shop a D. And I've got uh, Rocky Blockatiel. Came in with a solid C. Yeah, we're on the curve. A lot of people don't know, um, you know regular listeners know this, but we grade on the curve, meaning that the, the best dealer really gets an A and the, and the worst dealer gets an F, but that doesn't mean the best dealer is playing by the rules. And we don't think, virtually no dealer really is by the rules, virtually. There are some, very few. And uh, therefore, you know, we... Dealers do things we don't like, and we give them a C or a B, uh, even an A. We've given some A's out where everybody can improve, and uh, that's the reason we uh, sometimes don't fail people that you think we should fail. Yeah, continuous improvement, Kaizen. Uh, I'm going to go with C, C minus. On, uh, C minus. Um, I said okay, C-. ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us today. 
We definitely enjoy your company. Look forward to seeing you, talking with you next week, right here on the Oldies Channel, 8 a.m. to 10. Go Steelers. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.